All right. Um, I've started recording. I don't know why I'm talking to myself, but here goes something. Uh, let me just make sure I have everything here. No, I don't need that. Um, all right. So let's see. We've got the Excel doc, the notebook. Everything else is here. Okay. Um, this is going to be exciting. I have to weirdly talk to myself in this situation. Is it weird that I'm nervous? I don't know why I would be. I've been doing podcasting for two plus years, and yet for some reason I'm nervous about this. Uh, all right. I mean, I, I I can understand why to a certain extent, um, just because this is me talking to myself. I don't have anyone else to to, to riff or bounce ideas off of. Okay. Um, I have no idea how this episode's even going to get structured. Uh, future me, when you're editing this, um, you figure it out, I guess. We'll do it. We're doing the same thing we always do. We're doing the same thing for Not a Scratch, except on the Adorncast. Okay. <laughs> See, I think I have everything. So, you can hear a car backing up. That's a good sign. All right. Let's do this. All right. Ahem. Future me, uh, you get the gist. You know what you're doing. All right. Let's get started in five, four, three, two. everyone, welcome to the first official episode of Operation E-Clock, the very first campaign on the Adoran cast. I am your host, Anaru Adoran, you get the gist himself, uh, and I am going to be your GM, PM, DM of this campaign, as well as the initial player. Uh, if you haven't seen the previous episodes where I explain what this campaign is, what Operation E-Clock actually is, highly recommend checking that out if you haven't already, uh, because otherwise things probably won't make a lot of sense. But for those of you that are here and have uh, n- know what's going on, welcome, and uh, we're going to get started momentarily. Uh, I'm going to try to structure this as closely as I can to a normal version of this show. Now, the problem is that I'll be doing this by myself as opposed to having somebody else to uh, bounce ideas and conversation off of. So I apologize if this episode sounds weird or really monologue but that's kind of the gist of how this is going to go. So this is going to be the prologue for Operation E-Clock, and I do highly recommend listening to this. I don't know if anyone's clicked out at this point. Um, I would recommend listening to this, uh, whether you're a player or not, because this is a lot of world-building and setting the stage for what exactly is going on in this universe. Everything that we're doing, everything that we're setting up here, uh, is not only based on the notes that I have, but also based on what's actually in here. So, recommend, you know, listening to it. If you haven't clicked out yet, uh, continue listening, because you're going to get a lot of details that hopefully uh, inspire ideas, clues, and different concepts that if you're playing on this campaign, you can use when when it's your turn to come on, uh, or if you're a listener, you can find out secrets that maybe nobody else will know. Uh, you can share them, uh, as always, in like the Discord or Twitter or anything like that. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's fun. Uh, for some reason, I was on YouTube just now watching like uh, Spider Spider Man uh, movie reactions, if that makes any sense, and hearing the audience like get real loud when there's a cameo or like a famous line that was said. Um, I'm thinking of like a uh, um, oh, what was the most recent? 
Spider-Man movie that just came out. Uh, I'm I'm very bad with this. Was it uh, was it No Way Home? Was it No Way Home? It was No Way Home. Yes. Uh, I was I was listening to reactions for No Way Home for some reason and was uh very uh I kind of I <laughs> there's a very very tiny egotistical part of me that's like oh this is gonna be that like I start revealing stuff and everyone's like oh it's that thing yeah that's oh my gosh that's crazy that's the thing that I was expecting from this time but now it's this still you know that sort of uh reaction that's the end goal hopefully uh we get a situation like that where people react to these episodes and are like oh my gosh this plot twist was amazing and he planned that the whole time and i just nod knowing that that wasn't necessarily the case but anyway um let's 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 just get into it so i'm going to be playing both as the gm and as the player for these first couple of cycles so you'll get to tell the difference between i'm, I'm gonna have different character voices and everything like that um if you hear this voice come out, this is the GM voice, and if you hear this voice come out, this is probably more the player character, or something along those lines. I'm not 100% sure as of yet uh, what the difference is going to be between the two. Uh, so, I think without further ado, we can get started. Me, am I ready? Sure. I need to pull out my dice, because I didn't. You can... Ooh. Hear those dice in the box. Uh, let's... I have my very fake uh, dice uh, rolling surface, a.k.a. the back of a mouse pad. Uh, so I'm actually curious how much of that is actually going to be uh, caught once I do my editing. But I have my dice here. They are ready. Uh, we can pull up my sheet. And finally, um, I need to pull out the map that I have. So let me do that. All right. Got that. Uh, set up. I've got everything that I need, I think. Okay. All right, everyone. Without further ado, for the first official episode, the prologue here, let us dive on in. Our vision starts over the ocean, I think is the best way to describe it. Uh, coming in effectively from the north, we're just looking at a vast ocean, uh, full of just water and waves and everything that you would expect if we were to drop you off in the middle of the Atlantic or the Pacific or something along those lines. Uh, we continue zooming in closer and closer to the edge of the countryside, uh, to a city that is very isolated, and you can tell that by the surrounding areas that are nearby. You can see that uh, this city, of course, by itself is next to the ocean, which cuts it off from any sort of walkable location to the north. Uh, if you look down south, you see a wide open plain, including a clear pathway that leads into the town and heads off basically southwards uh, to from this direction. So we're looking at this. We're looking south, if that makes any sense, as we look over the ocean. Uh, on the southern side of the city, we see a road that starts winding outwards, uh, heading, heading, I guess it would be heading eastward. Um, it's, going, it's going southeast, basically, uh, as we look at it basically upside down um so straight ahead you see the plains and just lots of flat land uh to the right you can see the edges of a mountainous area but this mountainous area looks different than the mountainous area to your left to your right you see mountainous areas and you can tell the coloration is just different and part of that is because of what if we were to zoom in even closer there we'd see volcanoes and other sort of magma and active volcanic activity basically uh on that side relatively far away but it's also in a weird gray area of if 
if the volcano really erupted, it could probably hit the city. Though that's not likely to happen anytime soon. Uh, down south, as mentioned, or north, I guess, from this perspective, uh, we're looking at a, a wide open plain land and a couple of routes that, of walking routes that lead into the city that's right below us at this point. To the left, we see a forest uh, starting to grow, and then beyond that, some mountains, including a few caves and other areas that basically cut off communication from each side. Uh, so from us, we've got the ocean behind us. You see to the right mountains that lead to volcanoes, from the left a forest that leads to mountains. The only way into the city would be either through boats down here through the ocean or through walking through these plains. Sure enough, as we zoom in closer past the town, in fact, onto these routes, uh, you see a very, very calm environment. There are a few houses here and there uh, that are nearby, and if you zoom even farther than that, some farmland that's available. We go even farther than that, where the town is basically a blink behind us, and you see, or we see, we all see, uh, an individual that's just walking there. Uh, looks like they've got a backpack with some stuff. Um, they're walking next to a brown donkey-looking Pokemon that's pretty tall, I think, all considering. Uh, looks like they're not riding on this Pokemon. Instead, uh, just walking by it, having a casual walk, seeming like there's a conversation happening between the two. Uh, and as we zoom in there, we can see that this is, in fact, our main character with their Mudsdale. Alright, buddy, we've got a... You can barely see the town from here. You want to ride from here? Uh, the Pokemon just kind of gives a, a nod, and our, our hero here climbs on board and uh, onto this Pokemon starts clopping their way into town and sure enough you get to see as the pokemon gets a little bit faster and faster the land start to become more civilized you see the farmland you see a few houses pop up and sure enough we're closely entering the main town now at this point as we enter in we're almost looking at this uh to the northwest basically is how we're walking into this town uh, or riding into town i suppose uh pass a couple of houses uh and enter into the gates seems like uh the area of course gated as most cities are in this universe uh gated here a few houses and other areas on the outside but it looks like our friend here our main guy uh is aiming to go inside and there's a guard behind the door excuse me uh do you have business here and our character answers um yeah uh i'm here for a uh a meeting with uh mr middleton oh certainly certainly uh May I have some identification, please? Yeah, sure, here. Uh, I got you, right here. You can already tell that my voices are going to be weird. You know what? You'll get the gist of the difference between the DM voice and the player voice. I won't stick to it. We got everybody else that give voices. The guard takes a look at the identification information that's pulled out of this small backpack on the back of our friend here. Uh, looks through it. Seems legitimate to me. All right, enter in. Uh, if you want to enter, go straight inside. You'll see one large door. Behind that will be the mayor's office. Gates open up, and this Pokemon with the character riding above starts going into town. And sure enough, we enter into this town, and like most towns here in this world, uh, pretty advanced. You see uh, to the right as he enters into town, uh, you see to the right as they enter into town, uh, the docks uh, slowly opening up to the port side with a couple of small ships that seem to be coming back in. To the left is more of the market side, and you can tell... It seems to go wrap around the city, almost as if there's stuff happening behind the governmental buildings. But our friend here, they're going straight into the government buildings themselves. So they go inside 
uh, reaching another gate. Well, another door, I suppose. A large door uh, with another guard standing in front. Hello, sir. Nice to meet you. May I tell... Uh, who may I tell is entering in? And our friend gives their name along with uh, their identification papers. A couple of looks in. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely, no problem. You can go inside. Uh, they're expecting you, Mr. Middleton is. A quick nod, and after getting off this Pokemon, uh, our main character here enters inside to the government buildings. And when you enter in, you see a large building. I think in my head, the thing I picture is almost like um, a parliament building or uh, the... the um, the Senate, something along those lines of like this massive building full of offices and people entering in and out, um, though without the people, I suppose, in this case, uh, as we enter in. After a couple of moments, uh, it seems as though the guard has rushed back after, you know, a couple of moments in, uh, the guard rushes back being like, uh, excuse me, sir, excuse me, um, it, it's, it, we're not able to allow Pokemon into this area, especially uh, considering how tall yours is. Uh, do you mind if I take them over uh, to the, the farm stables down south? Uh, they can um, they can they can take care of your your friends here, um, of, of your friend here, and uh, you know uh, they'll be able to take care of everything here. We'll take them to uh, the farm all the way down south. You can't miss it. Largest one there. Um, a, a, a man and woman by the name of Bertram Bradley and uh, Sonal Kumar. Both, uh, both are co-owners, I suppose, of that uh, of that farm. If you want to take, the, if I can take them down there, if you'd like. Um, yes, certainly, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Uh, and just after a quick message to the Pokemon. All right, okay, it's cool. It's cool. Going to meet friends. Um, if you need anything, uh, I'll be here and I'll come visit you as soon as I can. Okay. Uh, this Pokemon just kind of looks strangely at our hero, nods a bit, and then follows the guard. Uh, down to that Bradley Kumar farm. And so now our hero, without his trusted compatriot, uh, walks into the government building itself. Walking in, you see a large, grandiose building full of all sorts of old paintings and fascinating artifacts, as government buildings tend to have, um, including, of course, the front desk person. A quick conversation, and uh, the front desk person leads them to the mayor's office. We enter inside the mayor's office to see, again, another room that feels similar to this entire building as a whole. Grandiose, uh, full of walking space, a large desk, some bookshelves with dozens and dozens of books, uh, random pieces of paper spr sprung about the desk, uh, a few knickknacks here and there that look interesting, uh, and behind the desk sits a, uh, a fascinating character. This is, of course, Mr. Middleton. Uh, a large, strong guy, uh, full of large, full of tattoos, basically, wearing a black sweater, uh, brown pants, and leather shoes. Um, blonde hair as well. It's tied into a ponytail and dark brown eyes that uh, look a bit shifty. Uh, is the best way to describe it, though. With his previous experience. Uh, tends to be more of a, a characteristic that he has carried over as opposed to something that uh, he he wants to continue to have. Well, 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 if it isn't my old friend, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I am uh, just came in. Very nice city that you have here. It's been a while since we've, we've even had a conversation. Oh, yes, yes, I know. It's been forever. Uh, here, sit down. T 
relax. You take a breather. Uh, uh, here, you want anything to drink? Water, tea, coffee, anything of the sort? Um, just water's fine, I suppose. Uh, and so the, the big man, Mr. Middleton, uh, goes off to the side, grabs a pitcher of water, pours a couple of cups, hands one to our main character here, chugs the entire other cup, and then starts filling it up again. Uh, thank you for joining me here. I apologize for, um, all the, uh, the struggles that I've, I've been, I've been causing. I didn't give a lot of details in my letter. Yeah, you did mention that. I, I was, I was gonna come over here anyways, you know, but, uh, very confused. I'll be honest, Patrick, I am very confused about what exactly is going on here. I mean, you just gave me a letter asking me to ride into town, uh, and so... You know, the old buddies as we are, I did, but I don't know why I'm here. I'd give some more information, but, uh, honestly, there's a meeting happening a little bit later that'll provide additional details. Do you mind if, if we hold off conversation about the, the issues at hand until then? I guess so. Um, our main character looks mainly confused, is the best way to describe it. Uh, though trying to figure out exactly, uh, Trying to put together all the pieces, I suppose, of what exactly is going on here. I mean, I I guess, but no details? Nothing? Come on, Patrick. You can't leave me hanging like this. I, I understand, but frankly, I don't have all the details myself. We're bringing in all the others. The other what's? Oh, uh, here. Why don't I give a brief description of what exactly, uh, wh what exactly Antry City is? Yeah, I was looking at some information about that, and... Uh, didn't have a lot here. Atri City, great job of being not discoverable. Because I have very... The, the fact that I even found the city, I think, is a minor accomplishment. And I gotta, I gotta thank uh, my, my old pal Mudsdale for that. Because that you, you do a great job of not being found, man. Yeah, yeah. We Well, it's... Part of it is the environment around us. You know, we've got the the volcanoes over uh, to the to the west and the the forest to the east, the ocean behind us, um, behind us literally right now. You can kind of, uh, well, we're high enough. You might be able to, to see it out over the edge of the building. And our main character gets up, looks out the window, and sure enough, because of how this office is positioned, uh, you're able to see not only over uh, the rest of the building, you're able to see over the the large gate into the vast ocean that goes out there and a couple of ships. Uh, small boats that seem to be doing some sort of maybe fishing perhaps uh, doing some activity a couple of hundred feet a couple of hundred a uh, couple of thousand feet away yeah so uh, so here's here, I'll give some explanation of what exactly Atri City is so uh, Atri City is the city if that makes any sense uh, it's not too populous it's a pretty small town honestly speaking uh, but the real thing is not just the city itself. You see, there's other aspects of the city. Um, there's different, uh, how else would you describe it? Uh, different communities, I think is the best way to talk about it, uh, that Atri City has that, uh, that combine together to make the decisions that Atri City is all about. So uh, they kind of go based off of uh, the, the um, it's, it's a weird way to describe it. It's almost as if it's a bunch of different cities. It's five different cities that combine together to make decisions for the the community as a whole, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. I, I sort of get it. Um, So it'd be like a... 
What, do you have like a, like a board or something like that? Exactly, yes, a board. Uh, so we've got uh, the representative for the city, that'd be the mayor, m- me in this case. Uh, there's a representative for the water, uh, the water group, I suppose. Uh, I'm not even sure if they have names. I think they just kind of go off of where they they live. So there's the city representative, the water representative, um, and those re- mainly represent like the, the fishermen. There's a small, very, very small uh, section of the town almost that's been cut off uh they're they're in the town but they're not part of the town that's the water section that's uh the docks over there um those are considered the water section um though most of the water section live in the water itself you see so many boats flying and floating in and out uh but anyway there's the water section there there's the earth section that's to the east uh, th- those are the, the people in the forest and the mountains. There's a small community over there. Uh, the wind section's actually most of the town, the houses, sorry, that's uh, down south. You know, you probably saw them coming in. Um, that's the wind group. And then the fire group are the people that live out next to those volcanoes. Um, interesting as they are. Uh, so, yeah, five of us, each uh, section nominates a, basically a representative, a mayor of some sort, and they come together and all five of us make decisions. And of course, there's always conflict and everything like that that's uh, uh, resulting in the um, the decisions that have been made in the past. Uh, you can certainly read about it. I'll, I'll give you a book uh, to check it out if you want to check it out. Uh, but yeah, all of us come together and make decisions. Now, uh, the, the biggest thing, biggest issue, I suppose is that things have been very weird and i don't want to touch on it too much as of yet more of it we'll, we'll discuss that during the meeting um but things have just generally been weird so uh yeah if if you have any questions i'd be happy to uh to ask if you if you have anything i'm actually going to make a roll to see if i have any questions and that is with a six that is not going to be enough to do anything here um as of right now let me actually open up I opened up the, uh, it's fun, I opened up the, the, uh, um, the GM sheet, because I'm so used to being the GM, and I'm like, oh wait, there's a player sheet that I also have to use, I should probably be grabbing that too. Um, do 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 do. So as of right now, no boosts to anything, I just kind of have a straight up and down type of stats thing here, um, and we play with, uh, different roles break, or different, different role numbers allow for different amount of information, so, with the six, unfortunately, I don't get enough information here, so... Uh, instead, uh, our main character just goes out and he's like, Nope, um, nothing really. Is there any, uh, recommendations for where I can, uh, live, I suppose, is the best way to describe it? Um, I, I assume there's some hotel or something like that that I can stay at, right? Oh, you, you, yeah, 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 no problem. Um, uh, I would, uh, check out, uh, I, I know that, um, you came in with Mudsdale, right? You should probably check on them, make sure that they're doing okay, and then afterwards, uh, yeah, I'll get you situated with the place. Um, just go talk to the... Go check on your check on your Mudsdale. Make sure they're okay. And then afterwards, um, I would uh, talk to the front gate person. I'll set something up for you. Oh, thanks, Patrick. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, do you know where uh, the Bradley Kumar uh, farm is? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, of course. Uh, straight outside the gates. Uh, it's the farm, I guess, farthest away from the city. Uh, but they've got the most land. You'll see it uh, pretty big. They've got a um, an electric bolt on their uh, on the front of their farmhouse. I suppose it's the clearest sign. It's gigantic compared to everything else on their house. So you you won't miss it once you check, once you see the houses. Oh um, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. 
what time is the meeting? Oh, what time is it now? Uh, it's about eight right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, meeting's gonna be later tonight. Um, we're trying to keep all this hush hush. So, uh, I pop back in um eleven thirty ish. Here, I'll give you this. Um, and uh, the mayor Patrick hands us. I also, this boy, you guys are players with me, right? Uh, hands us a uh an ID card almost. Um, and this looks like some sort of pass. Uh, yeah, all you gotta do is flash that in front of the gates. They'll be able to let you in at any time. No curfew rules or anything like that. Thanks. Thanks, Patrick. Um, great. I'll, I'll go uh, check on Mudsdale, make sure they're doing okay, and then, um, explore, I guess, is probably the best way to do it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, come back in 11.30ish. We'll start the meeting around then. Uh, it'll be here. It'll be down in the, uh, the A corridor. Uh, so just, as soon as you enter in, take the left. Only corridor that way. Yeah, thanks a lot, Patrick. Uh, nice catching up. Hope we can have more time to catch up uh, coming soon. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Uh, I'm going to roll something else here. I guess this is almost like an insight. Uh, though I rolled a three, so I guess I'm not getting any insight here. Uh, and we head out. I think that's a better way to describe it. We head out uh, as opposed to uh, the main character and stuff like that. So we head out uh, and we're going to go check on Mudsdale. So... Uh, we start walking through, uh, past uh, the main gates outside now, and sure enough, we can see to the left uh, a clear divide, almost. Uh, the docks themselves, while part of the city, almost look like they are recently integrated, if that makes any sense, into the city itself. There's still a clear distinction in the type of style and the uh, the housing developments here. Uh, while everything to the right, uh, which, according to a map that we now have, uh, is technically called the old district uh, compared to the modern district, which is the uh, the amount of the houses and stuff that are outside of the city, right outside the gates. Um, inside the city, despite it being called the old district, you can tell that the we can tell we can tell that the uh, the style and the building equipment and everything, all the materials used and all that sort of stuff is vastly different compared to the docks. While the buildings to the right start to look like they're a couple stories tall and maybe there's some more modern advancements on this side, the left, uh, the docks themselves look classic. Most of the things are wood. You see a lot more of like a ship dock sort of area, especially if you were to take into account the the lack of people i think because most of the people that live in the docks area are always out of the house fishing so the houses are nothing more than just places to stay if they aren't out fishing or on the water itself and it feels like most of the people on that side according to some research and a book that we've gotten from patrick uh looks like there's a lot more of a of a water community to the point where they'd rather sleep on their boats than in the houses and they they mainly come back in to deal with the rest of the people in Atri City itself. So uh, that's there to the left. You can start to see some of the more, the different aspects of the old district, and these are more modern buildings uh, that have different type of groups. There's a blacksmith shop, there's uh, there's an alchemist uh, location, a jeweler is down the line, and so on and so forth. Um, so uh, from here, we head outside the gates, uh, and, uh, no problems at this point, now that we've got this ID badge effectively, we can just go along our merry way. Uh, heading outside, uh, sure enough, we see some aspects of the modern district. The modern district, uh, has taken, uh, advancement and innovation to a different level, not just because of how they're operating and what they do and how they built it, 
but also because they've really embraced the idea of being one with nature and you start to see influences of the wind district, I suppose. Uh, if Atri City is one specific area or zone, you see aspects of the wind zone start to take place. Some of these buildings are more integrated with nature, uh, using the shading to their advantage, having different farms and growth and other items like that. Uh, we continue going out as if we're almost exiting the city itself until we reach the final building that we can see. And sure enough, large farmhouse with a gigantic lightning bolt on the front there. Um, and we sort of walk inside, uh, walk inside the area, knock on the door, and a big burly man, I suppose, with a white beard, white hair, uh, opens up the door uh, and just uh, looks at us qu quizzically almost, and it's just like, uh, hello, uh, who might you be? Uh, hi, um, I, I'm, um, I'm here to uh, talk about my Mudsdale, I think a uh, guard brought them over here flashes some identification. Ah, oh, yes, okay. Uh, well, very nice to meet you if you want to come follow me. Uh, puts their head basically back inside the house. So now, uh, I'm gonna be out. Uh, the Mudsdale owner is here. Basically, uh, so now, uh, my, the, the Mudsdale owner is here, and you hear a, uh, sounds like a female's voice from inside the house, just, uh, going like, yep, sure, no, no, no problem. Uh, and uh, this uh, big guy uh, walks out, shakes his, shakes our hand as the heads behind the house, basically. Uh, just goes, hi, my name's uh, Bertram. Uh, my my wife Sanal's in there, uh, and uh, yeah, we're we're co-owners of this uh, this farmhouse here, that Mudsdale. Quite a interesting Pokemon. That is a power. I can tell by the way that you take care of them. Powerful creature. Uh, doing do much battling. Yeah, um, I've done some things in the past. Uh, I, I hate to, to be gloating, but I, I, I'm uh, a relatively famous hero from, uh, not from here, well, far, far distance away. A uh, friend of Patrick, the, the mayor. Oh, Mr. Middleton, um, yeah, yeah, nice guy, nice guy. Uh, very interesting. So you're, uh, you're one of them traveling hero folks, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that would be the best way to describe it. I haven't done much traveling in uh, the, the near recent history, but yeah, that's a good way to describe it. We enter into almost like a barn where there seems to be a few Pokemon uh, in each of the different stables, and right in the very front, in the first stable to the left, we look inside, and there's Mudsdale chilling out, uh, just chewing on some food uh, real slow-like as soon as we entered in, staring into us like, you know, just the classic cow chewing motion uh just staring at us like yeah it's about time what's up doc you know that sort of feeling um uh a classic joke uh between us and our old mudsdale pal uh hey mudsdale how you how you, how you doing they've been feeding you well i can tell and mudsdale just kind of continues chewing on this seems like part of a carrot uh just slowly carefully like yep why don't you give me carrots okay that's a great uh, thank you, uh, uh, Bertram, right? Thank you, Bertram. Uh, appreciate, uh, the, the taking care of. Not a problem, not a problem. Uh, feel free to have Mudsdale stay here. Our stables are relatively, uh, empty as is. And, uh, you know, right, especially right now, this is kind of a slow season. It's mainly just, uh, a couple of the other farms bringing them over here, uh, and vice versa. We do a lot of business in, in other farms in the city, but, uh, not many outsiders these days, so pretty empty stables. Mudsdale's happy to stay here as long as they want. 
free of charge. Uh, no problem. Oh, uh, uh, thank you. Um, I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, you're a hero. Heroes do these sort of things. It's the least we can do uh, for protection. Plus, uh, I think, and uh, don't take this the wrong way, I think Mudsdale already is a fan of my wife's cooking. Uh, Mudsdale just gives a single nod, like, yes, how dare you contemplate me leaving this area? Uh, and we, with a sort of a scratch at the back of our heads, like, uh, yeah, I, uh, I suppose so. Um, where would you recommend looking around, just for casual, you know, viewing? And I'm gonna have Bertram make a roll here. And I rolled on the side of the bed. Not the side of the bed, but the side of the, uh, side of the, uh, sign. You get the gist. Um, so, uh, with a roll of a 16, uh, I think... Where would Bertram... Hmm. That, uh... That really depends. Are you, uh... Are you, you are an adventurer. If you don't think it would take too much time, I think I would recommend the, the Fire Zone, uh, out west. The Fire Zone, hmm? Yep, yeah, uh, activity there has been more interesting as of late, uh, though no real, uh, danger as of right now. I think you could probably... You could probably at least reach there. Well, how, how much time do you have? Oh, that is true. I suppose I have to meet up with uh, Patrick and a few other people um, in a couple of hours. Ooh. A couple of hours might not do it. It probably takes a couple of hours just to get there, but... Hmm. If you want. Now, Mudsdale could actually probably help here. If Mudsdale's up to it, you could probably ride over there and back uh, in time for your meeting. Oh, really? Um, yeah, great, Mudsdale. Want to go on a... go on a hike? Mudsdale just looks at us like... I'm going to need to be paid in food for this. And uh, after a quick uh, bribery session, uh, we get on Mudsdale and start riding off. We head off westward towards these volcanoes. In fact, as the sun starts to set and the moon starts to rise up even more, it's about 10, 1030-ish as we reach this uh, this area, as we reach the volcanic area. This volcanic area, uh, very l- full of light, considering the circumstances uh, and weirdly, still near the ocean. Uh, we could probably get there in half an hour's drive, half an hour's drive, half an hour's uh, ride. Um, but the light, uh, we can soon tell, comes from these different volcanoes, which look like the magma uh, seems to be pretty high compared to what we've seen in the past. Now, we've never seen a volcano explode, so we've never noticed, uh, you know, we don't know what the right level of height is. Uh, and also, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are here. Maybe everyone's inside asleep. Uh, as you can see, as we drive on by, drive on by, as we ride on by, we see a few houses that are sprinkled around. Uh, so presumably everyone's inside. Maybe it's a little late. Um, you know, generally speaking, no one's really active, at, you know, 1030. Um, but as we look around here at 10, 1030 ish, uh, and Mudsdale uh, looks nervous. And so uh, I think we noticed this. And Look over to Mudsdale's like, uh, Mudsdale, are you doing okay? What's up? Uh, Mudsdale at this point has come to a complete stop. Uh, maybe 500 feet or so away from uh, a divot that looks like it'd be one of the lower level volcanoes. Um, has just come to a complete full stop. Uh, much to our confusion. Uh, I just rolled a nat one. Okay, uh, we don't read the signs, get off Mudsdale, and then just like... Come on, Mudsdale, we, we, we got this. We, we know what we're doing. And Mudsdale uh, not only refuses, takes a few steps back uh, at this point. And we, in our genius, 
uh, decide, no, let's keep walking forward. Um, so we continue forward, only for Mudsdale to just rush behind us and basically, like, put a paw to us, a paw, a foot, a hoof to us, like, stop, as we're about 15 feet away from what we can clearly tell is A, something hot, and B, something that looks like it's bubbling. And sure enough, we can uh, take a few steps forward very gingerly, look inside, and see, again, that lava magma mixture uh, from the volcano that is definitely, at this point, I think we can even tell, is much higher than it's supposed to be. Um, Mudsdale looks at us, we look at Mudsdale, real concerned, and jump on, run straight back. And we're riding back to town for a multitude of reasons. We're potentially going to be late to our meeting. And also, uh, because the volcano's going to erupt. I think we've assumed it, we got it, all the pieces are there. One, magma slash lava. Two, volcano. Three, bad. Four, Mudsdale's nervousness. That's all the pieces we need. We rush back into town. Uh, and sure enough, around that 11.30 mark, we kind of just barge right in uh, after dropping Mudsdale off at the farmer's, uh, at uh, Farmer Bradley and Farmer Kumar's house. Uh, kind of rush inside, go straight past the guards, flash the ID, running, st- basically running straight through the government building, uh, head into Corridor A, just open the door, and it seems like the meeting's just about to begin as we rush inside. <sighs> uh, um, hello? Um, hi, uh, sorry, um, sorry about that. Uh, Patrick looks at us like, what, what, well, what, what exactly is going on here? It's, uh, it's, uh, never mind, just, uh, continue conversation. We kind of just take a seat, uh, not even, taking a few moments to gather our breath before we even look up at who we see here. Um, though as we look ahead, we, uh, look around and see, uh, Patrick, who is standing up at the front of this table, I suppose, um, with a, uh, with sort of like a, like an easel with some sort of, like, agenda almost written down on it. Uh, there's a few other folks in here as well. Uh, there is a, um, they look like a young girl almost, though based on style and everything, you could probably tell that they're probably in their late teens, early 20s. Orange hair, uh, cut very short, um, and just wearing, like, a, a blue coat that looks very clearly like some sort of fisherman gear, um, and uh, they look annoyed, I think, at the fact that we just busted in here out of nowhere, but ultimately not too bad. Uh, just giving us like a weird glance and then looking back uh, at Patrick. Um, next to them is uh, a, a a man with very, very short hair uh, in almost like a business suit of some sort, which doesn't fit... Uh, their shoes, I think. They have a business suit outfit and everything, except their shoes are incredibly muddy and look like they've been, like, hiking somewhere. Uh, that's sitting next to this, uh, this young girl. On the opposite side, you see, um, you see a, uh, on the opposite side of the, the young girl in the blue coat, you see a, uh, another young woman in, uh, a similar sort of red coat. Uh, looks like they're wearing a black shirt that cuts off at their stomach, uh, wearing jeans, uh, and m- barely wearing shoes. Like, the shoes are there, but they constantly keep slipping them on and off. Uh, and then next to them, uh, is a young woman in, like, a whitish-green coat, um, with, uh, looks older, definitely, than the other two younger girls who are both probably in their late teens, early twenties. Um, she looks, this, this final lady looks more like they're uh in their mid to late 30s 
uh, and the man looks like he's probably in his 40s. Uh, you can just tell that tiredness uh, in his eyes. Um, this final lady wearing baggy, uh, baggy almost slacks, I guess is the best way to describe it, and um, a similarly light green tealish colored shoes uh, with whitish whitish purple hair almost that goes down to about their hips uh all four of them are sitting down uh the blue coat uh blue coat lady basically uh looks somewhat annoyed but ultimately not too uh perturbed the the older businessman just kind of gives us that like glancing stare uh and then the other two ladies don't really look like they are too shocked or too annoyed by anything just kind of like oh well something happened oh well Nothing too big of a deal. All four of these uh, characters kind of sit down, uh, have, have sat down already, sorry, and we take a seat next to the businessman as um, Patrick continues his conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, so um, I suppose that's everything here. Um, before we uh, continue forward, I think I should uh, give a, a brief explanation of who exactly we're dealing uh what do what, what are, uh, our, our friend here is um this is the hero i was talking to you about previously we give a kind of like a half-hearted wave now that our breath has finally caught up to us uh, i'd like to introduce you to the other four representatives uh this lady here points to the uh orange-haired uh younger lady uh from the water representation ray fins uh from the earth representation bevan o'neill from the fire representation monica leon and from the wind representation, Io Boro. Uh, all four characters kind of just give a nod and then look back at, to Patrick. Okay, so uh, here is our situation. Now that everyone's here, now that everyone has the details, and all of you have sort of brought your information to me, I've gathered it together. Um, overall, the town has been doing well. However, I think it's important to note that danger may be coming soon. And everyone just gives a... At best, puzzled look at what exactly is going on here, because that didn't seem to be anything informational-wise. This is about the only information that we have received, at which point we're like, okay. At this point, we're like, okay, um, what exactly is this danger? Well, uh, I think it's important to, to keep in mind, each representative, each area, each zone have dealt with their own issues. That itself is a problem, considering how our our city normally works right we've we've gone through these sort of things in the past before right we we've dealt with these sort of situations we've dealt with the things the oceanic group the plains group the forest mountain group the volcanic group uh all of us uh understand that the issues are happening here but let me compile exactly what's going on here and the the mayor patrick flips over i guess the easel to the back where a bunch of issues are written down in different colors. So here's our situation here. The city itself, we've got buildings breaking down. And it's not just the older buildings like near the docks or in the old district, but buildings everywhere are just breaking down out of nowhere, right? We're constantly having to deal with these sort of issues. And the moment we start rebuilding one building, another building falls out. Uh, the Oceanic Group, uh, you've mentioned to us, your ports, Ports are basically deteriorating, and uh, I, I think you had a conversation with one of your scouts from, uh, you know, somebody that sails d deep. You're talking about some sort of iceberg? Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to each issue, uh, respectively, in a bit. Um, uh, the, the planes, you've been missing your healer. 
uh, you're basically the strongest person in your representation. They've been missing for a few days, and that's really bad. Uh, as you could probably tell everyone, for the healer being missing, that's not great. Uh, uh, the, the the forest group, your your the rock slide that's occurring far in the mountains is somehow applying here. You'd think there'd be some sort of barrier, but that's not even occurring, threatening the forest. And uh, the the volcanic volcano is erupting. At which point we kind of jump up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I noticed that while I was, you know, doing a, a scouting sort of thing, just kind of roaming around. Um, that's not normal, right? Nope, nope, not normal at all. That's that's kind of the problem here. Uh, all of us have our own issues. Usually, there's only one issue at a time. Uh, but the fact that we're having multiple issues here is kind of problematic, right? We've got to split our. We don't have enough resources to uh, constant to solve all these issues at the same time. So, and everyone starts to look at us. We were hoping you'd be able to help. I think we slowly realize that the the attention is on us. Oh, um, yeah, I I can do my best. Uh, what's our timeline looking like? Uh, do we have a shot? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, we've got three days. Th three days. Are you serious? Yeah, um, that's kind of the problem we're dealing with here. Uh, three days is what we've got, so I'm hoping that you would be able to have some assistance here. Oh, but uh, there might have been a shot if I was able to. Uh, there might have been a shot if I was able to bring my Pokemon, but I only brought Mudsdale because I was thinking, you know, when I left initially, this was going to be some sort of vacation, but clearly that's not the case. Yeah, I, we're, we're really sorry about that. Um, but but please uh, take as much time as you need. We do have three days, though. So uh, if we want to give everyone a brief explanation of what exactly is going on here, uh, I think that would be ideal. Uh, everyone kind of nods. And then uh, we see uh, Ray, the... Um, this up here. Uh, we see Ray, the water representative, the orange-haired water representative, kind of step up, uh, gets to the front. Uh, yeah, so here's our situation. Um, we're dealing with a an iceberg, I think is the best way to describe it. It is a large iceberg that is heading in this direction for some reason, like a, I, I guess for an iceberg, almost like a bullet heading in our way. Uh, and if we don't stop it, uh, the majority of the docks is going to be destroyed, not even including all of the different boathouses and other sort of areas, uh, other sort of communities that have been built in the nearby waters. Um, we don't have the resources necessary to be able to solve that, so we were hoping, Hero, if you would be able to take some time and figure out why that's happening and solve that issue. Uh, this, I'm sorry to say, is going to feel a lot more like all of us are kind of bidding for your services. Uh, sits down, and Bevan O'Neill, the Earth representative, gets up. Yes, welcome to Atri City. Uh, it seems, uh, I do have to agree with Ray here, uh, it does feel as though uh, we'll be looking for your services here. So, uh, the forest area uh, and the mountains that are behind it are full of life and different Pokémon, different people, and everything of the sort. And it seems as though this massive rock slide is... Uh, weirdly caused... No, it's not human-made. That's the weird thing about this. And 
Again, this rock slide is days away, but some of the Pokemon that live in that sort of area have been able to travel here and basically tell us that it's occurring in three days and there's really, it's going to be difficult for us to stop it. Uh, you can tell by the way that the, the mountain itself has been eroded over time that the collapse is going to happen in approximately 72 hours, at which point uh, that destroys the entire forest community. Uh, so we do have to bid for your services, though I'm afraid that's kind of what the situation is going to be like for all of our different groups. Uh, Io, would you like to go next? Certainly. Uh, and Io stands up as Bevan sits down. Hero, we do have to share with you our situation. Uh, while we may not have a natural disaster like everyone else has, we do have an individual that could be able to help in other sort of situations and problems that other communities have been dealing with. Our healer is basically our most powerful human that lives in the plains area, and they've been missing for multiple days. They don't normally go on travels or anything uh, really... They never really shift away from the plains area unless summoned, and none of us have summoned that healer uh, to any other location. Uh, they've gone missing, and without them, crops are beginning to die, people are getting sick that haven't gotten sick in years, because our healer has been able to really stick up for the, the, the people in town that are the most vulnerable. And without them, uh, the majority of the new district, of the modern district, uh, will eventually fall into crumbles, um, fall into, you know, fall into problems. Um, it, again, it's not an environmental disaster the way that uh, each of our other friends here uh, have been dealing with, but this itself is a is a humanity disaster that we really could use your help on. Um, Monica, uh, if you would like to uh, wrap up, I suppose, this issue. Io sits down and Monica stands up uh, with sort of a, a fury in their eyes, but like a calm fury, if that makes any sense. Yep, this is the issue that we've got. It's a problem, okay? Uh, and it's, I've been talking with everybody and that's part of the volcanic community and it's still, it's something that we're not able to solve. Uh, but we were hoping with your assistance, uh, you'd be able to find a way to help us calm the volcano before it erupts and destroys our town. I think our issue is pretty straightforward. Uh, if volcano goes boom, then not only the volcanic area, but the entire the entire city could potentially be destroyed here, uh, depending on how big the effect is. So we've got to find a way to, to solve that issue as well. Patrick puts a hand up. So as you can tell, uh, this is certainly a problematic situation. Uh, feel free to uh, assist whoever you can, however you can. Uh, but this is kind of our situation. All five of the, the people sit down uh, as the clock strikes midnight now after all these discussions and conversations. Hero, we, we need your help. Uh, anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. And with that, I think, uh, sorry to leave you on a bad note, but meeting adjourned. And everyone gets up. We get up, look incredibly confused. And that is where we will end this prologue. Hopefully I gave a little bit of an explanation of what exactly is going on. Uh, hopefully you've got some inside details on what the future is going to look like. Uh, not a lot of roles, again, a lot of prologue and setting up different things here. Um, in the next episode, we go through uh, what we plan to do. Uh, I'll be playing that specific game, so uh, be sure to check that out. That should be 
appearing. I'm hoping to get into a weekly schedule format soon, so uh, be sure to stick around. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, really do appreciate all the support. Please, 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 if you can, uh, any social medias anywhere out there, please share the show with anyone that you think is interested. This has taken a lot of work and a lot of dedication, and I really do hope that it's as enjoyable as I hope it can be. Uh, this is going to eventually develop as we build this world out into really, really cool stuff i think the content and the story is going to be really interesting as well so if you haven't already please 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 subscribe share with everyone you know if you have the ability to do so you can check out the ko-fi page which is down in the description below uh there are different tiers that you can uh donate towards that not only help to improve the content here but also you can make your own impact on the story uh there's a lot of cool rewards that are there uh that i highly recommend because some of them are really really amazing you can have a direct impact on the story and everything that goes on so check that out if you haven't already subscribe share with everybody that you know uh thank you very much for listening to this first episode i do have one more thing actually now that i thought about it uh if you haven't already um join our discord down in the description below uh or follow me on twitter at adoran region uh if you have any questions or any sort of weird plot related things that you want to ask uh i am an open book unless i can't be uh so feel free to toss them my way i really really do appreciate uh, any questions or comments that you can do to help me stay on my toes and keep me uh, making sure that this plot sticks together. Uh, that is everything, though. If you think I've forgotten anything, again, Discord, Twitter, both of those are great ways to contact me and basically be like, hey, what's what's up with this thing that you forgot? So uh, that will wrap this up here. Thank you very much for listening and watching and supporting in any way, shape, or form that you do. Until next time, everyone, remember, time isn't always on our side. Thank you.